Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host Ashton Overholt. We're on our last season win total pod of the so-called off-season, doing the SEC today. Ashton, are you excited for some SEC football coming up? This is my conference. Um, it's it's the Lord's conference. We can be <laughs> honest. Um, this is football as God intended it. Um, no, I'm yeah, I'm just having fun here. But it's almost August tomorrow. We're recording this on Monday night. Tuesday will be August first. It's here. Like we have football mm-hmm. in August. It's we've made it. Um, another off season um, in the books. And yeah, no, I I couldn't be happier. Just ready to get into the SEC win totals. This will be fun. All right, we're going to kind of start at the top and just work our way through. So first of all, we have Georgia, 15-0, back-to-back national champs last year. Kirby Smart, of course, their head coach. Over-under for the uh, regular season win total is 11.5, which is maybe the highest I've ever seen. Carson Beck comes in at quarterback. This is your team. I mean, you know all about them. I mean, I guess if I just kind of look through the team – Brock Bowers is the big name on offense. He's been there for a while at receiver. Dominic Lovett comes in from Missouri. Lad McConkey's still there. Marcus, uh, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint. Um, any concern at all on the offensive side of the football for Georgia? No, like not really. Um, the, you mentioned the tight end. So they've got the best room and the best tight end room in America. Again, that's, good. that's, yeah. that's just, yeah, that kind of, they they have some young guys actually behind Brock that I hope like people will get to see that are that are Delp and like, lucky yeah yeah studs they like they're really going to be really really good ball players they just kind of get over overpowered um you know I mean Brock Bowers is in front of you and that's kind of all anyone really, really pays attention to but the the receiver room is super deep um which I think like you 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 mentioned some names Ra Ra Thomas another guy that transferred mm-hmm. in from Mississippi State Arian Smith the guy that yeah. went off against Ohio State um in the semifinal game. Um, we'll still be there. The quarter, there's a quarterback battle, I guess. Um, I mean, it, I, Carson Beck is going to win that job. You won't convince me otherwise. Um, I, like, I don't really know what to say here. Like Georgia's kind of flying under the radar, maybe a little bit, um, in terms of like national press, but not in terms of Vegas, like yeah. 11 and a half is a really high number. You mentioned that number's wildly high. They can't lose a game. Like, and and you when you look at the schedule, they should not lose a game because they're going to be favored by double digits against everybody. Like they are. They're going to be a double digit favorite in probably every game. You could talk me into the Tennessee game not being a double digit favorite for Georgia. You could talk me into that one. And but I think that's it. I mean, you could say Ole Miss, maybe ah, but I like they'll they will probably be a 10 point favorite in almost every game. I'll just throw the almost in there. Like I, I, yeah. I would guess two touchdowns maybe Probably. in every game except Tennessee. Yeah, they, no, they do I have agree. to go to Tennessee this year, which yeah. I guess yeah. if something weird happens, um, it does feel like that's all they've been. I mean, everyone has been talking about Georgia's schedule all off season, knowing that the Tennessee game is really the one big game there, and so it's not like right. they're going to overlook Tennessee. I, I think they'll be ready for that game, and and we saw Georgia the last couple of years. It seemed like. When they played a big game, like one that really mattered, especially last year, when they faced Oregon in the regular season, yeah, 
Um, yeah. When it got down to the playoff, like they brought their A game more often than not when it was a big game. And yeah, I, um, before we dive into like over under what we're picking, um, what about the defense? Any question marks for you on the defensive side of the ball? Oh, <laughs> not I mean, really. <laughs> well, like, like when you lose Jalen Carter, so Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, or like they play for the Eagles now, like that kind of sucks. Like that's, that's not great. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, yeah, like you love the replacements. They're, and honestly, they're not really replacements. These are guys that have been role players maybe for a year to two years and been in the system and are just now getting a chance is kind of more how you look at it. Keely Ringo, um, as he also plays for the Eagles, they kind of drafted everyone from that defense. Um, the, the corner is gone. Keely Ringo, the corner is gone. So, but yeah, like he's, I mean, they're, they have a couple of five stars that are like vying for playing time now behind him that have been there for a year or in some of cases, two years. So like, they're, they're going to be fine. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like it sounds really, I don't trying to not make this sound cocky or arrogant in any way, but yes, like they're going to be loaded again. This will be a better defense this year st- statistically than the 2022 defense. Now it's probably not going to be as good as 2021 because that was an all timer, but I think this defense will be somewhere in between. It's going to be a really, really good defense being able to retain Glenn Schumann. Uh, the Eagles also tried to hire him. Um, that was big. So yeah, being able to keep Schumann there with Muschamp in as the defensive coordinator is great. Um, th- yeah, a bunch of edge rushers. I like, there's, there's so many names to throw out there, but like they're, yeah, they're all unproven still. I like, I don't, yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of freshmen and we're going to, yeah, freshmen and sophomores. And once we get them out there, then we'll actually see who these guys are. So, um, I'm going to go out on a limb starts. and say that true freshman AJ Harris will be starting by the end of the year at corner. Oh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, they have other good corners. Yeah. It might not happen. I just know he's a he's guy played that well. people are very high on. Jernel Aguero, the, the safety um, mm-hmm. is that the true freshman safety. I think he'll, I think he'll get as much playing time in the secondary as anyone. He played really, okay. really well um, so far in practice is what we've been told. Only thing we've really been able to see is a spring game, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like there's, there's a bunch of young kids that are back there that have been in there for yeah a year, or maybe this is even their first off season that are going to be, they're going to be really good. Um, So yeah, I don't really have problems with it. Here's, here's my thing. Like 11 and a half is just so crazy high. Like it, it is. is. And yeah. okay. Who goes undefeated in back-to-back seasons? It's just like, it doesn't happen very much. I, <laughs> Georgia actually went undefeated the 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 regular season before they lost to Alabama in the SEC championship. Um, so this would be the third straight undefeated regular season that Georgia would need to have. It's too much for me. It's the easiest schedule of the three years. It's too much for me. <laughs> I think someone gets them this year. Don't ask me to point to who. I've I've heard a little bit of Ole Miss buzz. Um, I actually think at Auburn could be fairly tricky. I think Kentucky is pretty good. If South Carolina gets hot, like that's happened before. We've seen that. If Spencer Rattler really throws the ball well, I just I think there's enough, there's enough teams there with a puncher's chance. I think someone gets them. Hmm. Now, Georgia's the best team in the SEC, and Georgia will win the SEC. I don't think they go undefeated. I'll go under. And yeah, like I can get that's you have good odds. Like that's good odds. 11 and a half is crazy high. Yeah, I mean, that's the smart play. So of course, I will take the over. <laughs> okay. Um, I just feel like George is going to walk to twelve and zero, and they have a 
their season really is what comes after that. Like the SEC title game, right? Be it Bama, LSU, maybe A and M. Like that. That is the biggest game of the year by far, and I'm just penciling them in. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I could see them getting upset at some point this year. I'm not going to predict it. Like I, it, it'll be if it does happen, it'll be that type of upset that we don't see coming. Like that's just. Yeah, that's how good they are and how weak their schedule is, quite frankly. It's fair. Yeah, the the schedule the schedule is is very soft. Um there's there's not much there. They don't have the big non-conference game like they've had in the last couple of years with with Oregon and then Clemson before that. Um yep. and they they will have they will like that'll ramp up again. They get Clemson um starting here soon, but yeah, it, this year is a is a bit of a gap year. So Georgia Tech is the toughest of their four non-conference. I'm games. not counting that one. That does not count as a tough non-conference game. You're not going to sell me. UAB might be better competition. They than might be than Georgia Tech this year. No, it's yeah. I I really like this team. Um, I think it can. I, they they will win the SEC. Will be my prediction. I think they drop a game somewhere. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Alabama. Alabama's coming off an 11 and two season. Their win total this year is 10 and a half. Um, we all know kind of what we're looking at with this Alabama team as far as the storylines. The the quarterback battle, Jalen Milrow, Tyler Buckner, Ty Simpson, kind of the three names to look at there. So a little smoke out there for Milrow maybe, but who knows what's going to happen. I wouldn't be shocked if we see a couple guys play the first game or two. Looking at the rest of their offense, I actually feel pretty good about their offense. Their running back room is loaded. Jace McClellan, Roy, Roydell yeah. Williams, uh, and two really good freshmen in Justice Haynes and Richard Young. Jermaine Burton and Ja'Cory Brooks, Kobe Prentice. Those are, like, <laughs> can a receiver room be good but also underwhelming at the same time? <laughs> yeah. For yeah. Alabama. I mean, it, yeah. to me, I feel like their offense could be solid. I I, I expect them to – Run the ball a lot more this year. Obviously, Tommy Reese was the hire there at offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know that we're going to see the 2020 Alabama offense or or the several before that year either. Like, I don't think we're going to see that type of offense. I do think they're going to run the ball well. J.C. Latham and Tyler Booker are probably the biggest names in the offensive line. I think we're going to see a good running offense. Does that mean we're going to see a good offense? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I'm very interested to watch the Alabama offense. I think it could be a barn fire. Like it has a chance to be really bad. Okay. I'm going to go under on Alabama. We felt we've, I'm yeah, this is not new. I felt this way kind of all off season. I'm not going to back off now. We're almost in August. These are like, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to this prediction. I think they lose a couple of games this year. I don't think the offense is very good. I don't think the offense was very good last year and they lost like Jameer Gibbs plays for the Lions right now. And apparently in, in preseason, in practice, is looking really, really good. That guy's a ball player. Bryce Young, he's playing for the Panthers. I, I, I'm i pretty much sure that he's Superman. So, like, he's the last guy to beat Georgia, by the way. Like, they don't play there anymore. That was an average offense without those two guys last year. It really was. That was not a great offense. I, and yeah, now we're going to expect Tommy Reese to come in with Tyler Buckner or yeah, <laughs> Ty Simpson. No, like you're, you're not going to convince me. Otherwise you're, you're really not. I think they lose. I, I think it's more likely that they go nine and three 
than eleven and one. I think it's I think it's more likely they go nine and three. So well, I'm gonna at least give them two losses. I think LSU is a better football team than them. Um, I think Tennessee is is a is a difficult matchup for Alabama right now. I, I think Texas in week two is going to be a lot of fun. Um, is it is is that week two? Am I looking at that right? I think uh, that is. Texas is that's a tricky game. They yeah. go to Texas A and M, which they always play them tough, right? That's going to be a close one. Arkansas is good. They go to Kentucky. That could be tricky. Like there's, I think, a lot of close games on this schedule. There was a lot of close games on that schedule last year. Is my point. So yeah, I'm not going to back off of it now. We don't. The the quarterback room is interesting to say the least. Um, I, <laughs> I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. Fair enough. I want to look at their defense a little bit because that's where that's probably where Alabama fans would like to focus their attention right now. Sure. They have a really good defense. Like, I, I don't know if they're I don't know if they were quite as good as like the names would lead you to believe the last couple of years and, and bringing in new, a new defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele, who did good work at Auburn during his time there. So Alabama is obviously familiar with him. I don't know that they need like some incredible defensive coordinator considering the talent level they have. I think Kevin Steele is a solid enough guy. Like he's not going to fail as their defensive coordinator. Like I think he's just going, he might not get more out of them than their talent level would say, but he's going to get out of their talent level what they have. So to me, that means they're going to have a top three defense in the country. Yeah it's barely even worth talking about names just because there's so many, but Chris Braswell, Dallas Turner, kind of the edge guys there. Keon Keeley is a, the best edge rusher as a freshman in the country. Like he's, he might start the year as a third stringer for them. They have something like seven former five-star edge recruits. Right. right. Caleb he was Downs. A former, a former Notre Dame commit too. By that's the way. right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Caleb Downs, probably the best safety in, in the freshman class in the country. Looks like he's going to start yeah. right away. He's a stud. Um, really good player. I think their defense is going to be excellent. I think their running game will be really good. And maybe they are able to complete 55% of their passes and go 11 and 1. <laughs> I, I do like that this feels like everyone is, not everyone, a lot of people are discounting Alabama this year. And and I understand it completely. You you lose Bryce Young from a team that wasn't all that insanely good, like as as we've come to know Alabama in, in recent years. I think maybe this is kind of the year that Nick Saban kicks it back up a notch. We might see more of the 2015 Alabama style. I think it helps a lot that they get Tennessee and LSU at home this year. Sure. I view those as teams that could beat them again. Texas, too. Texas, Texas of course, is a home game. That helps the schedule a lot. They get Ole Miss at home. They're, yeah, you mentioned going to Texas A&M. I don't know, man. I That, to me, feels like, yeah, Texas A&M will probably play them close, but Alabama ultimately prevails is what my prediction would be. My point is, I don't know if there's a single game on their schedule I would pick them to lose. I'm going to go ahead and take the over just because it it feels right picking Nick Saban to go 11-1. and Like, I have that opportunity here, so I'm going to take it. Even though the quarterback scares me like crazy, the offensive coordinator scares me like crazy. 
I don't really trust it. <laughs> it basically, I'm just putting some trust in Nick Saban and their defense. It, it's a fair point. And, and also, like, like, so I'm on the other side of this. But to make your point for you, this is one of the most talented football teams of all time from yes. just a numbers standpoint. Like, from a recruiting ranking numbers standpoint, these Alabama teams the last couple of years, and this, this team in particular, is the most talented of all time, the deepest, right? Mm. And yeah, no, like I, I agree. There's, there's a lot of depth in the running back room. If they run the ball a lot, like say Alabama goes back to that, like what they were in 2015 run, run first, run second. Um, yeah. And, and play a lot of good defense, have some ball control, maybe get a punter that can hit some this time. Um, yeah. Like, no, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great point. Um, I don't think they do that though. I don't think Saban is ready to pull a 180 because he had he had just bought all in on the pass first offense. I don't know he's going to pull a 180. Sure. Okay, let's move on to LSU. Ten and four a year ago in Brian Kelly's first season there, and they won the SEC West. Obviously, a hugely successful first year. Their win total this year is nine and a half. So, looking down through the team, Jaden Daniels is back quarterback, and of course they have Garrett Nussmeyer backing him up. Maybe the best backup quarterback in the country. Yeah. Decent running backs. They got Logan Diggs from Notre Dame, who was a solid contributor there. Noah Kane is there as well. Mm-hmm. John Emery Jr. still waiting to break out um, as a redshirt senior now. I don't know if that'll <laughs> ever happen, but he was he's talented. I mean, the point is they have talented running backs. Mason Taylor's a really good tight end. I think their offensive line is going to be pretty good after – Sort of surprising how decent it was a year ago. Like, we really thought that was going to be the weakness of their offense last year. And it's not like they were amazing, but they were solid. Started a true freshman left tackle on Will Campbell last year. Kind of the story of their offense, though, I would say is the receivers. Like, they have really talented receivers. Malik Neighbors returns. Kyron Lacey. (laughs) Freshmen like Jalen Brown and Shelton Sampson could, could be guys that step up. Kyle Parker also. Like... There's just a lot of talent there. I'm not sure that anyone is like super proven other than like Malik neighbors, but there's so much talent in that room. You expect them to really have a good season um, before we move on to the defense. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on their offense? The, the quarterback situation is LSU has maybe the best quarterback room. You could argue in the country. I don't know. Like Texas would probably give USC. them a run for their <laughs> USC fair. Texas would also give them a run for their money sure. um, as far as, as far as depth. But no, you you met you mentioned it. Like after Daniels, you also really like Nussmeyer. He showed a, like a lot of promise. Um, the receiver room at LSU is just always good. Um, yeah. I don't even know if it. I don't think the names even really matter. Like they just have a number of dudes. <laughs> they always do. They always have a number of guys that can just go get it. Um, and yeah, like neighbors is probably just the the latest version of that. Um, offensive line is experienced now they actually had two I think freshman tackles like he, he, yeah. both tackles were freshmen last year so yeah in the SEC that's difficult um, and then having them be sophomores this year is huge uh, so yeah no I I have I have a lot of a lot of faith in the Kelly offense yeah and in the the system that they're running it definitely was there was definitely a proof of concept you mentioned that quite a bit like you're that's what you're looking for in year one it worked year one under Kelly, that offense, it worked. Um, yeah, this is just year two. Can they gel even more? It's amazing what like a program like LSU, what they can do with like bringing in a competent head coach with right. 
which Kelly obviously is. He's done done it for a long time. Sure. But anyway, switching to their defense, like I think the story of their defense is that it's not particularly deep everywhere, but they have studs. Like they have some really good players. Harold Perkins might be the best defensive player in the country. Mason Smith might be the best defensive tackle in the SEC. They also have Micaiah Wingo. Ovia Gofu transfers over from Texas, who's played a lot of football in his career. Bringing in a lot of uh, secondary players as well, the Javin Toviano, Denver Harris, J.K. Johnson. I don't know, like, is this a top 10 defense? Like, where, where do you kind of stack this defense up with, like, Bama, Georgia, some of those? They're really good at some so like some key positions. I think that the defensive line is outstanding, by the way. Like that's yeah. going to be, especially if everyone's healthy. Um, yeah, that's going to be a, just a monster to to try to throw against and even try to run against. Like that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you love that. It, Harold Perkins, it's a shame that he wasn't like we only really found out who he was like the second half of last year. Um, he wasn't really getting on the field just a whole lot. Um, I've heard some interviews and stuff. Apparently he's really got a good grasp of the defense um, this off season. So he's going to break out is what <laughs> so I've been he told. Did. So he didn't right. break out last year. Okay. Not, not in the Arkansas <laughs> game where he had like what, six sacks or however many he had. Um, yeah. He was still figuring it out, I guess, at that point. Um, yeah. Great athlete. Um, it's again, a lot of trust. Like you have a lot of trust in the system. Um, that that they have there, which is, yeah, coming from the 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 Edo um, LSU days, the 2019-2020 LSU days, <laughs> this is it's a little different. Yeah, it's they're much more like it just feels like like fundamentally sound. I don't know, maybe that's not even fair to Kelly. Maybe that's not really fair to Brian Kelly, but it does feel like he has installed just like some some. There's fundamentals. There's not as many missed assignments um, on this defense as maybe what there was in times past. So, yeah, no, I, I think they'll be really good. They're not Georgia-Alabama level, though. Like, they don't have that depth, especially in the secondary. The secondary was hit pretty hard. Um, yeah, I know they're they're trying to address that in the portal. And you, you can't – I don't know if you can do a complete overhaul of the secondary in the portal. So, for, for me, they're still a little behind, mainly because of that. Mm-hmm. But maybe, just maybe, the, the edge rushers – and the, the pressure up the middle that they get with that defensive line is going to be quick enough to where it doesn't even really matter, you know, for most yeah. teams to where those guys aren't tested as much, you know, for three, four, five seconds. Um, they keep the, yeah, they can't, they keep everything sped up. So I'm going to go over on the LSU number at nine and a half. I think it's, I think that's a steal. Honestly, I think this is a, a fairly easy over for me. I think they hit it comfortably. I think 11 and one's a real possibility. Um, I think that Alabama game is, that, that that game could go either way, coin flip type game. Um, I think that the, the Florida State game in week one is also really interesting too. But yeah. other Top than that, matchup for sure. Correct, correct. Other than that, um, yeah, I, I I like them to win the other games on their schedule. At worst, I think they're going 10 and 2, um, which is still over this number. So yeah, I think their their floor for me is about 10 and 2. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think that's where they'll go. So I'm yeah, I'll I'll happily take the over with the LSU. I'm a little bit worried about their depth. If they do have some more injuries. Sure. Like last year, obviously they started Mason, Mason Smith uh, first game of the season against Florida state got hurt. Right. Uh, I don't know that they can sustain a ton of those types of injuries, 
I don't love that they down the stretch lost to Texas A&M last year. It was kind of terrible. So I, part of me wonders if maybe they don't have like one egg to lay again this year. I also think in year two under Kelly that that, that might just go away. He, he did it. He became really good over time at Notre Dame and in at uh, beating the teams he's supposed to beat. They mostly did that last year. Didn't quite always do it. Maybe that happens in year two. I think I'm taking the over. I, I like that. I, I wish they didn't have to play both Mississippi schools on the road and Alabama. It, it could be set up just a little bit nicer, but I do think they're kind of clearly a top three team in the SEC. So I'll go ahead and take the over there. Nice. I think it's the confidence that you have in the coaching staff too. Like sure. I think, I think there does have to be some of that. The quarterback position, imagine like Alabama with Jaden Daniels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like you put Daniels on Alabama, you feel so much different about Alabama really quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's the confidence that you have in the, the, the coach quarterback combination, another year in the system and a, a nice full off season to just to, yeah, to, to learn the system completely, to, get more comfortable to get quicker in it, um, to not be thinking as much. I think they eliminate some of the mistakes. Um, I think they do. Yeah, I, I I think LSU takes a step up. Okay, next we have Tennessee. 11-2 and two last year, really exciting year under Josh Heupel. Their over-under this year is 9 or 9.5, depending where you look. Having to replace Hendon Hooker is kind of a big deal, but Joe Milton has maybe the biggest arm in all of football, pro or college. Played really well in their bowl. Played really well in their bowl game last year. Yeah. One of those guys that <laughs> people are very split on whether or not they are basing their opinion of him strictly on the way he has played in his entire college career or like his potential, which they see is is clearly evident. Looking at their, the rest of their team, they they lost two really good receivers, but. It's still kind of a strength of the team. Squirrel White is kind of a guy that's supposed to break out. Brew McCoy yeah. is there. Dante Thornton, who they got from Oregon, is playing really well in camp from what we hear. It seems like a stretch to say they could be just as good offensively as last year, but how, how close can they get? <laughs> um, that's a great question. I, I Tennessee last year. Um, going into the Georgia game, if Tennessee beats Georgia there in that game, Tennessee has enough confidence after a, a win over Georgia and a win over Alabama, Tennessee could have been your national champion last mm-hmm. year. It was actually close to happening. Um, I, they had that level of of upside last year. They go to the playoff, they just find a way to beat South Carolina. True. Right. They had to beat South Carolina and they're in the playoff. Like that's stuff that people, I think you kind of forget about um, because like that loss to South Carolina, you, you kind of forgot of how elite Tennessee was last year, especially on offense. Um, this year's a different year, obviously new quarterback, the new receivers are not, not new, I guess, but um, yeah, you're, you're not like Jalen Hyatt is yeah. He plays for the giants. Now the, when you look at the schedule, Texas A&M, at Florida, at Alabama, Georgia at home, at Kentucky, South Carolina at home. Those are tricky games. Like the number at nine and a half is it's a great number. I'm going to go at that nine and a half number and, and go under mainly because 
it not I think Joe Milton will be really good. I think he could elevate himself into like a a draft a really hot top end draft prospect by the end of the year. He's got a ton of talent. We've seen him throw the he what he can throw an orange like 110 yards or whatever it was <laughs> in the video. It's silly watching him throw. Like it looks awesome. Um first year starter though. Like or first full year of, as a starter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I I'm conflicted on this one. I really am because they could beat any of those teams. They really could. They could beat sure. Alabama. They could beat Georgia, A&M, South Carolina. But will they beat all of them? You know what I mean? Like how many of those are they going to drop? Because they're going to drop some. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to go to that nine and a half number, go under. I think nine and three is, is probably the most likely outcome in my mind. Um, yeah, I, I see him dropping a couple of games. I think at Kentucky is difficult. I think Kentucky is going to be much improved this year. I think that's going to be a tricky game. So, yeah, I don't need any hate from Vols fans. I will be at the Georgia-Tennessee game this fall. Ooh. You can hate on me then. Um, storm the field if you beat our team. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm going to go under for now. I'm with you. It was basically my exact thought process. I think they're clearly worse than Georgia. So the fact that they get them at home, sure, I guess it's nice, but I still view that as a loss. And this time, this year, they have to go to Alabama – so I kind of view those both. I'm not writing them in ink, but I am penciling those in as losses. And then you just have to lose one more somewhere. And there, you already mentioned, like, they go to Kentucky. They go to Missouri. Texas A&M might be better. Well, they better be better this year. Right. South Carolina somehow beat them last year. And don't forget Vanderbilt in the last game of the season. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm I'm on the under. It does feel like – we're, we're going to see some spectacular things out of this offense, especially this year. Joe Milton will do some incredible things. Sure. He also probably has a three interception game in there somewhere. Like, and they poop the bed against somebody they shouldn't. Does, doesn't that sound logical? <laughs> yeah. If you, if you had told me that Milton was going to throw three picks against Florida on the road, like in the mm-hmm. swamp, like that's a game they lose. They lose that game to Florida. And that, yeah. that's a game they absolutely should not lose. But yeah, no, I it's, it's, it's what happens when when you're just gelling with an offense. Um, I know he's been there for a while. Maybe that's not really fair, but he hasn't had many reps, not not live reps, not meaningful reps. Right. So yeah, no, it's not that's not crazy to say at all. I think there could be a little bit of a learning curve there. Um, yeah, just with everyone. I like the offense though. I want to say this like the the, yeah. the trajectory of this offense and the program as a whole is like they're at a good spot. Tennessee is absolutely at a good spot. They're recruiting better now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, you like where they're headed, but really, I think you're more looking forward to getting Nico in there and then seeing what happens after a couple of years. Like, that's when they could be really special. I would say, like, if I trust any coaching staff in the country to get the most out of Joe Milton, make the game easy for him, and just showcase his talent, it might be this coaching staff under Hypel. Like, I, I do think he's going to have a good year. Maybe not quite Hendon Hooker the last couple of years, but I, I do think it's going to be a good solid year for him. Okay, Texas A&M is next on our list. Five and seven a year ago, very underwhelming season. I, I think you and I both felt like they could be solid last year going into the season. We, but we also saw you know they it could it could fail. I don't think we thought failure would mean like missing a bowl game. Like that was <laughs> extra bad beyond what we expected. Jimbo yeah. Fisher, obviously, we all know, like, huge yeah. contract. Is he on the hot seat? Is he not? Who knows? 
seven and a half or eight and a half is their win total this year, depending where you want to go. Connor Wigman looks like he's probably going to be the quarterback, although Max Johnson is still there in case they need him. <sighs> they lost a really good running back. But I think the story probably is at receiver. Um, Anaya Smith is still there, correct? Moose Muhammad is still there. Yeah. Yeah. And Evan Stewart, obviously, is the main guy. Um, yeah. I think now as a sophomore, he has a chance to become like an all-SEC type of player. Most freshman receivers don't produce under Jimbo Fisher, and he produced in a big way when very few other people on that, on that offense were producing. He was – maybe their best player as a freshman or one of their best players. Right. Do you feel like maybe this is more backing out off to like watch it, looking at the whole team and not just their offense, but is there some benefit to all of the attrition they had this off season where they maybe shed a lot of the uh, questionables out of the locker room? And you could argue that their, that their team is slightly less talented this year than, than they were last year but that they might be better for it. Well, but then they brought in some of the questionables at, as true. coaches, <laughs> as coaches with Bobby yes. Petrino. Like <laughs> you're not going to be able to tell me that like we're, we're a more, we have way more character now as a, as a program. We got rid of some dead weight in the locker room. Then you brought in Bobby Petrino for like as a whole, like just a, so much luggage It's unbelievable. Um, I will say this, if you ever wanted to like, if they did a, a mic'd up version or, or maybe like a hard knocks, for college, like mm-hmm. to where you could just see like in depth in the meetings, in the practices, A&M's where you'd want to be this off season. I know that um, yeah. this is going to be fireworks. Like it might work. It could work or it By could the go way, horribly wrong. No one's gotten a real straight answer to the whole question of who is no, calling the place. No. It's Dude, SEC media days last week or well, yeah, two weeks ago. Now he was like, like, who's calling plays Jimbo? Like, are you going to call it or Bobby's going to call it? Yeah. 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 Like we might, call, like, I might call some, he might call some like, ah. he was like, so <laughs> like, he just didn't know. It was like, dude, this season's in a month. Like mm. we need to figure this out maybe, but, or, or maybe he's just playing coy. I, I don't know with Jimbo. I know we can recruit. They're gonna have they're gonna have good line play. They are. AM's a super talented team. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go over with AM. I think it works. By the way, it could go spectacularly wrong. It really could. Yeah. Like it could be an absolute dumpster fire really mm-hmm. fast. Um, but I think it will work because I think it kind of has to work. Jimbo has to be feeling a little bit of heat now. Um I, I think it will work because I don't think he has another choice. I think he's, yeah, I think he'll turn a little bit more over to Petrino than what he's leading on right now. And yeah, I think AM goes over. I do. I think I'll join you on that. Looking at their schedule, the first one that stands out real quick is week two. They go to Miami, which by the way, week two in, in college football is just loaded. Um, big right. games all over the country. Right. That one might get lost in the shuffle just because of all the big ones, but it is on ABC at 3.30. <laughs> they play Bama this year in Tennessee. Okay, obviously, they play Bama because they're in the West. Sorry. They draw Tennessee from the East. Of course, they always have to play LSU. That's kind of their rivalry game at the end of the season or whatever. They go to Ole Miss. Man, I – I'm with you. I think that this, the talent on their team says they should be a 10-2 and two type of team. 
And I think they probably go eight and four, which would be over the seven and a half numbers. So do I feel great about it? Absolutely not. You should not bet any money, any real money on this, but sure. We'll take the over. Okay. Next we have Ole Miss eight and five a year ago under Lane Kiffin. Kind of a weird quarterback battle there. Jackson Dart returns as a starter. They also brought in Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard as transfers. They're over under this year is seven and a half. I should have said that first, but anyway, little smoke that Jackson Dart might hold on to the starting job, which would be a little strange, like kind of weird to bring in those transfers and especially Spencer Sanders, who's a senior and really right. this is his last year of eligibility. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that there's a huge difference to me just because I trust Lane Kiffin to have a pretty good offense. Quinn Judkins returns after an, a spectacular freshman year running back. Still got Zachary Franklin at receiver. I, pretty good. Pretty good offense is what I expect. And you, yeah, and you should. I, I, I don't think there's any reason not to. He's built up a lot of trust. Trust Kiffin has in his just in his play calling, um, his ability to have good quarterback play, even though maybe they're not the highest ranked recruits when they come in really good quarterback play um Mm -hmm. or consistent like you like i guess maybe we're a little bit jaded because of the matt corral years but like you're you're used to Ole miss having a a prolific um quarterback right Mm -hmm. jackson dart it felt maybe i don't know i'm i'm a little bit on his side i felt it was maybe a little unfair how people came after him and to bring, and by the way, not just fans. I mean, Kiffin came, he brought in two transfers. So clearly we're going after Jackson Dart there a little bit. I hope he hangs on to the job. I, I don't really know. I, I heard what you heard that he was kind of the favorite. Um, but I mean, you, you hear so much coming out of, you know, camps that it's, it's, it's hard to know for sure. So, um, but yeah, no great running back there with Judkins. He'll be a sophomore this year. They're going to win a lot of games. You get to the number that's at, at seven and a half. Mm-hmm. They go to Georgia. They go to Alabama, LSU at home, A and M at home. That's tricky. That's tough. They go to yep. Auburn. That'll be the Hugh Freeze Bowl. Yes, um, at Auburn. That'll be fun. I don't. That'll be a really interesting game. He's dumping everything out in that game, guaranteed. Yes. Well, probably both. They they probably both are like to get fr- Freeze and I mean, yeah, the first one to half a hundred wins, something like that. Um, no, I I doubt Auburn can score fifty points, but. Ole Miss can. Um, I'm going to take Ole Miss to cover. I think they will. I think I think they can get to eight and four. I think that's possible. I'm seeing seven and a half. That's what you said as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they get to eight and four. Um, I think they lose to those teams that I just mentioned: Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and A and M. I think they'll beat Auburn. So yeah, I think I think the number's a good number. I think it's close. This is. I don't feel like slam dunk on this mm-hmm. one. Um, but yeah, I would lean towards the over. I. <sighs> I'm torn on this one. It's an excellent number. I'm leaning just under. We've been talking about a lower week two. They go to Tulane, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, the former tricky. SEC team, Tulane, I believe. Yeah, they are. Um, yep, it's true. True road game there, I guess, for for Ole Miss. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's a tough schedule. Um, and I, I think we both expect some of those teams that were a little bit down A&M Auburn we we expect them to be a little tougher this year at least I do than they were last year and it might come down to that last game of the season at Mississippi State they have to go to Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl there 
who knows? Like they can absolutely win that game. I, I, I think I would probably even favor them on the road. That, although they did lose it last year. I'm right. kind of vamping. I'm taking the under just because of the schedule. It's so tough. I think it's a really good line though. So yeah, no agreement. Okay. Next we have Arkansas seven and six a year ago. Sam Pittman doing some pretty good work there. And KJ Jefferson returns at quarterback after some two really good solid years. Their over-under this year is six and a half or seven, which feels, you know, kind of about right, What about what you would expect from this Arkansas team. Good team. I, I like what KJ brings to the team. Last year they struggled a little bit when he got hurt. They kind of addressed that, bringing in Jacoby Criswell from North Carolina to back him up, who I, I think will be a solid backup quarterback after all he – he, struck, he almost beat out Drake May for the North Carolina job a year ago, so he can't be too bad, clearly. <laughs> um, yeah. Rocket Sanders is the big name on offense, the other big yeah. name on offense, I guess you could say. One of the best running backs in the country. Yeah, I, I, they did lose Kendall Bryles to TCU. So I'm a little confused about I, – I guess I'm not positive to know that I know what, I, what to expect from this offense, but that said – I think I trust KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders, and I, I think I trust Sam Pittman to not screw it up. So I think I expect them to be solid offensively. Defensively, you're looking at kind of an interesting team. They're bringing in, they brought in a lot of uh, portal guys. Uh, Jaheim Singletary's name that they brought in. Dwight McLaughlin is still there at corner, who also was a transfer at one point in his career. Um, I don't know if the defense has quite the the horses to be outstanding, but I think it'll be solid. Is that fair? It it's fair. Um, the the okay. So you mentioned like with KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders. By the way, studs both yes. of them. Like you love that backfield for Arkansas. The it's okay. It's concerning that Kendall Bryles left. Yeah. I'm a Kendall Bryles guy. I'm I'm not sure if you are or not, but I I think that he had a real. I think it was a good offense. Um, and they had, they didn't, not every game was great, but overall that was a definite improvement over what Arkansas had previously. And I'm concerned what it'll look like without it or without him there. Um, KJ, by the way, was, he was brilliant with Bryles. We're, we're not sure what he will be without him. Um, he might have to take snaps under center <laughs> who knows. Um, yeah, it could be, it could be, it could be interesting. I'm not going to bet on it. Like I'm gonna lean under for Arkansas. They have great ta- like yeah they have the the talent there with with those two with Jefferson and Sanders. It's it's so it's they have such a great quarterback running back combo that you feel like 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 they're gonna ha- they have a better quarterback than most of the other teams in the SEC. KJ's a legit stud. If he was on Bama, you'd pick him to win a championship. That kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. But I'm still, yeah, kind of fading him a little bit. Is it is it is it okay for me to be concerned when a guy like Bryles leaves? Because he had a definite a definite stamp on that offense and and kind of the makeup of that team, and it's it was concerning to to, to see him go to TCU. Definitely okay to be concerned. I mean, it feels like they just just watching them play, they would just like walk into easy five yard runs somehow. Like every right. every play, they just they'd be four yards downfield before the the running back got touched. And they still have a good offensive line. And that's one thing. Sure. The benefit of having a guy like Sam Pittman is that he's going to focus on that. He's going to have a good offensive line. 
I like their schedule. If we're talking about like Arkansas trying to win six, seven, eight games, I think they definitely did not challenge themselves too much in the non-con, nor should they. They're in the SEC West. That's fine. Sure. They're not Alabama. They're not trying to win the title. I kind of like the way the schedule is set up, especially down the stretch. November, you could argue they'll be favored in every single game they play in November. Um, I'm going seven and five for them. I'm taking the over. Not super confident in it, but they, yeah, I, I just, the other thing to remember is KJ Jefferson was hurt some last year. That's where some of the struggling came in. And I don't know if he'll be healthy every single game this year, but I think they will be a lot better at backup quarterback. So we disagree. We've actually disagreed a lot so far. Yeah, look at us go. It wasn't it like the first number of 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 times that we did this, we agreed on like seventy five percent or yeah. more. Um, but yeah, it's we've had a, had a bit of disagreement so far today. Yeah, that's makes it more interesting. Okay, next we have Auburn. Now this is one of the more exciting teams to look at for the upcoming season. Five and seven a year ago, hiring Hugh Freeze to try to turn their program around their win total this year is at six six and a half or seven Robbie Ashford returns at quarterback they also brought in Peyton Thorne from uh, Michigan State <sighs> shouldn't Spencer Sanders have transferred here <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a valid point really good point okay can I just get a, just take a minute a little bit of love for the work that Hugh Freeze is doing right now in recruiting yeah, like it's wild. Yes. He's flipped a five star from Georgia with um with uh Reddick, and then he also just just picked up a five star receiver from Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's really impressive. Like that's that's noise, by the way. That's what Auburn should have been all this time. Yeah. Um, I know I know Malzon maybe didn't even recruit um like some people thought that he should have, and then yeah, Brian Harson obviously didn't recruit like people thought that he should have. But this is what. This is the 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 juice and the energy that Hugh Freeze brought to Ole Miss back in the day. And that was cheating back then, but it's not cheating yeah. anymore. And you can do it legally. So it's it's working, by the way. Hey, hey buzz yeah. is good. When your arch rivals are Georgia and Alabama and you have to play them every year, like the buzz is good. You need energy. You need to carve out your little yeah, your little block. Like you have to kind of throw an elbow to say, like, I'm here. You take me seriously. I think that's what they're doing. I think he's going about it the right way. If he's going to succeed at Auburn, this feels like the way to do it, to come out yes. and and to win recruiting battles against Georgia and Bama. That you have to do that. Um we, we haven't even seen him on the on the field yet. <laughs> we don't actually know what this what this will look like, but he can coach football like he can. And and for all that people want to talk about, you know, his past and this, that, and the next thing. He's won football games everywhere he's went. He's won games. Um, I I like the hire, man. I I like I like what he's doing. I'm buying in. I I buy into Auburn every offseason. It's a terrible thing to do, <laughs> but I do. I'm buying in again. Um, I I think they sneak up and get someone that will surprise you. I'm not saying that they're going to beat Alabama at home in the Iron Bowl, but they could. I'm not saying they're not going to either. So, um. Yeah, I, I think I think they keep a game close with maybe with Georgia with A and M. I think they're going to be a competitive football team. Um, yeah, I, I like the direction they're headed. Yeah, if you're kind of looking at their team, I, I like the direction they're headed. I'm not sure that I like them in 2023. A little concerned so, about a little concerned about their receiver room. They brought in some transfers late uh, lately over the summer, I should say. 
um, Shane Hooks, Jair Shorter, Caleb Burton, kind of a big name from Ohio State, who was a former like highly ranked receiver. So that maybe helps. Peyton Thorne was not very good last year with Keon Coleman and I forget the other receiver who was a second round pick. He had really good receivers at Michigan State, better than he's going to have at Auburn and did not exactly light the world on fire. Robbie Ashford might win the job and I think he's exciting. I also think he might miss on a lot of five yard out routes that he should hit. He does. Yeah. Uh, The defense I mean, obviously, they're doing kind of what they need to as far as bringing in a lot of portal guys. Their front six, five or six of those guys that are starting will probably be transfers. Um, I don't know. Like, looking at their schedule, obviously, it's an SEC West schedule, so it's tough. It's it's way more exciting because, obviously, you feel like there's hope with you freeze like you feel like they can maybe sneak up and grab some people um that uh, we just weren't seeing the last couple years that said like i do think it is it's a little too tough for me i'm taking the under not super confident in this one i'm taking the seven number I, i think they can go bowling like i really do think they can go bowling which to me would be a decently successful first year especially if they keep recruiting the way they are I think there's no question. The number is at seven. Did you say six and a half was also I have a six available? and a half or seven, yeah. I'm going to go at six and a half and take over. Um, mm-hmm. I like where they're headed. I also think they go bowling. I think they I think they knock off someone that they shouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. I think they yeah, they sneak up and get somebody. Um, the non-con is not terribly difficult. Um, at Cal is a little interesting, uh, but like we don't really think Cal is going to be yeah. that good. U- UMass, Samford, uh, New Mexico State. Yeah, like Horrible. we're not – we're not thinking that their non-con is very difficult. So, and they they are in the SEC West. So like the schedule is tough with just the SEC West alone. Um, But yeah, I I do. I think they get there. I think they get there and get it done. I'm I'm buying some of the hype Buy the stock now, by the way, I'm just saying buy the stock. Now Peyton Thorne. I kind of liked him at Michigan state. Like was he great? No, but like, did he have the circumstances to be great there? Like maybe, maybe not. So, yeah, let's see what Hugh Freeze does with him. That's all I'm going to say. Let's just Fair see enough. what happens. Fair enough. A great offensive line can change a lot. Okay, next we have Kentucky. Seven and six a year ago. Mark Stoops, of course, the head coach there. Win total for this year is six and a half or seven. They lost Will Levis to the draft, but brought in Devin Leary. So I think from a college perspective, they probably upgraded. Devin Leary did some good things at NC State, obviously. <laughs> Looking kind of... At this team and and what we well okay first of all the the biggest name maybe to know is not even a player it's just that they brought in the old offensive coordinator um, and I just said he's a name to know and I all of a sudden can't remember his name Liam Cohen Liam yeah. Cohen yeah who was in the NFL for one year and came back to Kentucky after having a really good 2021 season and their and their offense really tanked last year when they did not have him so I know right. they're super excited about having him back sounds like the players. Um, even some of the newer players that were not with him the first time, like they're talking about, wow, yeah, he's this this guy's legit. Sure. Um, so I don't know that I, I don't know that I'm too concerned about the personnel on the offense, other than obviously Devin Leary will be a good quarterback for them. I think he's gonna make it work. Like I think he's going to fix them to some extent where they will no longer be terrible like they were last year. And their defense was still good. Their defense was really good last year. I don't expect that to change at all. I don't know if it can be top 
10 in the country good or anything like that, but we're not talking about Kentucky trying to actually win the SEC East. Like they're, like I said, their win total is six and a half or seven. I don't know. Like, can they can they go over that with with really solid defensive play and improved offense under Liam Cohen? I, I think Kentucky can be a bit of a snake in the grass out there yeah. right now. Someone you don't see coming. Um, and then you realize, like, oh, Devin Leary's a pretty good quarterback, and you combine him with Liam Cohen, who yeah, did fantastic things with it, that Kentucky offense, considering how they were without him last year. Like it yeah. made that that loss look even bigger, and to have him back is huge. So, yeah, it's it's great to have him there. Yeah, Devin Leary, he's he's kind of sliding under the radar right now. Like I think we forgot how good he can be. Um, so yeah, no, I I agree. I think I think this is one of my easier picks. I think Kentucky over is is something to go bet on. I think that is. I feel pretty confident about it. Um, I think they beat Florida. I think they beat South Carolina this year. Um, I think that they they could, if that game, it's a home game against Tennessee, depending how that goes, that's for second place in the East. Um, yeah, I think I think they have that kind of upside. Um, and yeah, I'll go with Kentucky, the Kentucky over. I have a, a fairly high confidence. I like the way they start their schedule. I mean, their first three games in the non-Connor, I mean, they're walking to 3-0, clearly. Right. right. <sighs> Then they go to Vanderbilt and Florida. Like they should start five and zero, but I guess I'm I'm a little worried about them slipping up in one of those games before they have to go to Georgia. Uh, this is a Mark Stoops team, so it's not like they're normally like a, the team that gets caught looking ahead. But I think Vanderbilt's going to be a little bit better this year than they have been. They also have to go to Mississippi State and to South Carolina and to Louisville, and like those are all like the sort of those games mm-hmm. that are a little bit in the toss up category that you. They're definitely hoping to win those games, obviously, and they're on the road, which makes it a little tougher, obviously. I I like this number, both the six and a half and the seven. I'm going to join you taking the six and a half and going over. Not one of my more confident picks. You said it was a confident pick for you. I'm I'm right. kind of on the opposite of that. Like I I have to pick, make a pick because we're doing the pot. We're picking everybody, but I would not actually put real money on this one at all. Gotcha. Okay, next we have Missouri. Six and seven a year ago. Eli Drinkwitz, kind of a confusing head coach as far as looking at his career at Mizzou so far. Some ups and downs. Their over-under for this season is six and a half, so Vegas expects them to go bowling again at least. At quarterback, they returned Brady Cook, who had okay numbers, but kind of also underwhelmed a bit last year. That said, they also have Sam Warren, who was a highly ranked recruit, and they brought in Jake Garcia from Miami, so you at least have to feel a little bit better about the quarterback room as a whole, even if there's nobody that you really trust to be amazing. Like you feel like just based on having three solid names there, somebody should, the cream should rise to the top somehow to some extent. Um, they did lose their best receiver a year ago to, to Georgia through the portal, but loser burden was a former five-star recruit who as a sophomore now should be ready to step up. And Theo Weiss is a transfer from Oklahoma, another former highly ranked receiver, so I'm not super worried about the receiver room. I think they're going to be fine there. I am I am a little more down on maybe the offensive line. I, I don't know that it's bad. I, I don't I wouldn't go that far. I don't know that it's mm-hmm. great. And then the defense, yeah. 
yeah i'll let you go ahead and share your thoughts well no i i don't have a whole lot this was one of the easier unders for me um like when you when you sit there you you look through all these teams you go game by game someone has to lose these football games right not everyone can win not everyone can go over this was an under for me losing dominic lovett to georgia is that's a gut punch Mm -hmm. like that was a stud receiver one you're probably your best offensive weapon last year um not probably he was and to to have him go to georgia like it's it's the the opposite of what you needed there luther burden to your to like to your point is a really good really good ball player really good athlete um i don't know he 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 didn't feel like he was maybe used appropriately i don't i don't know if that's if if that's right or not he wasn't it didn't feel like he was given as much opportunity maybe that'll change a little bit with with lovett leaving but you don't trust a coaching staff maybe, or a program in particular when a top um, guy like Lovett leaves, but, but it's not, Lovett didn't seem to be a guy that was like, you know, he just was chasing money or something like that. Didn't really, he so far in, in what he's been saying is that he was like, he seems like a really stand up dude. And that really, that, that hurts. Like that really hurts to have a leader like that leave. Um, yeah. It's an under for me. I, I have a fairly high confidence on this one as well. I'm actually with you. I mean, I tried to set it up where it was a toss up, but I, I'm with you on the under. There's only three games in their schedule where I feel like they're a clear favorite. Right. The fact that they have to go to Vanderbilt, to Kentucky, to Arkansas, like those are all sort of the games that they they're gonna want those if they're trying to go bowling. <sighs> yeah, I Kansas mean, Kansas State, Kansas State in the non-con, Kansas hammered, State hammered them, crushed last year. them last year. Yeah, absolutely. They, they get them at home this year, so maybe that helps. But I do expect Kansas State to still be quite a bit better than them. So yeah, I'm on. Um, I'm on the under. I don't think it's particularly close. Okay, next we have Mississippi State. Nine four a year ago, obviously, kind of a weird situation there, and and the death of uh, the Dread Pirate Mike Leach, and kind of one of the more innovative offensive minds of the last 30 years in college football. They elevated the defensive coordinator, Zach Arnett, to the head coaching job. And his offensive coordinator hire made me think that they're probably not going to be super air raidy anymore. Like, I do think that <laughs> their offense will change pretty significantly. Their their win total this year is six or six and a half. So, obviously, that's fair. Like, Vegas is expecting a pretty big drop-off. When you, when you lose a guy like Mike Leach, who was your program, like, that means a lot. Will Rogers is back at quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I'm, it's hard to even kind of talk about them because we don't really know what they'll look like. And, and it's just – it makes me sad because I liked Mike Leach and I liked Mississippi State. And it was so much fun having him in the SEC again and, and just causing havoc. <laughs> that said, like, I don't know. I'm a little worried about the whole defensive coordinator – switching to running the ball and you know that whole thing that we've seen so often where you know jeremy pruitt you know and the kirby smart. champ yeah, yeah kirby sure. smart kirby. so the defense One championships whatever i i guess if if you're if you're looking for something really exciting about their team is they're really old they have seniors grad students everywhere what are your thoughts ashton it's it's gonna be a struggle. I really like the 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 quarterback Rodgers. I think he's really good. I think he does. I think 
or, okay, I'll say this. In the air raid system, he was great for. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was asked a question at media days, SEC media days, where it's like, when's the last time you took a snap under center? And he's like, well, I think I took one back in high school. And they're like, really? Like, you took one? And he's like, so I he, he had apparently snuck out. Like, they had the ball at their own one, and he took it underneath to, like, sneak out, like, going away. You know what I mean? Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't like he was, yeah, like – not a not he did not he did not retreat and then throw the ball it was like take the snap and just try to get it to the two um type deal so yeah that could be a little interesting um i i really like him as a quarterback as a thrower of the football um a lot of change though you're right a lot of change it's what happens when you have a unique mind um like leach there's not really another guy you can just get to replace him like he was one of one it's not like you can he yeah you just have another guy that just steps up so Arnett may do a good job. I don't think that this year will be a fair representation of what they could be. I think you need to give him more than just one year. I think it's a little bit of a difficult year for Mississippi State. I have him going under. Um, I think the schedule's pretty difficult. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the games, like you mentioned, a lot of the 50-50 games are away. They go to Arkansas, to Auburn, to AM, to South Carolina. Um, yeah. those are games that that they could win um and and they also could lose. Um, they do have have Ole Miss at home, and they do fairly well in the Egg Bowl sometimes. So, when they're not, yeah, when Ole Miss is just shooting themselves in the foot like they do regularly, <laughs> so they could win that one. But yeah, I I think they go under, like I I do. I and and I don't think it's fair. I don't think the backlash that Arnett will get if they go under will be fair. But yeah, I I do think when you just look at their schedule, I think they they have a there's some tough games out there. Yeah, I'm just slightly under. I, I could definitely see them going over that six number. To me, I'll take the six and a half number. I'll say they go six and six, which, you know, not a bad year. Like, they, they go bowling first year after losing Mike Leach. You can't complain about that at all. They scheduled their non-con trying to get to a bowl game very clearly. Arizona is probably the toughest one, and who knows, that might be a bit toss-up-y. Uh, maybe that's the type of game that a first-year head coach loses, or or there's probably another one on their list too, or maybe they feel like they should win and their first-year head coach finds a way to lose it. Like that does happen to first-year head coaches, and there's nothing wrong with that. So it is a step back. I'm not necessarily down on them as a program. I'm with you on the under for this season. Okay, next we have South Carolina, eight and five a year ago, two consecutive years of really outperforming expectations for Shane Beamer. Their win total this year is six or six and a half. Spencer Rattler returns at quarterback. They they had a confusing offense last year, obviously. Marcus Satterfield was the offense coordinator. And as soon as he was, well, how do you say it nicely? He was reassigned. Like they, all of a sudden their <laughs> offense exploded against Tennessee after being shut out of, against Florida or whatever it was. Yeah. Looking at their team for this year, um, it, because of the offensive coordinator change, I'm not sure what to think. Although I think Spencer Rattler has kind of settled into a spot where we can, we can kind of view him as like a solid quarterback. He's, he's never, he has not lived up to like the five-star billing of, of what he was as a recruit, but he also doesn't suck. Trey Knox is a pretty good tight end. Xavier Leggett is a name at receiver. Yeah. Um, they they did lose kind of a more than you'd want to lose in the board. Like the, they lost sure. some pretty good players to the portal. I do think there are a few holes-ish on this roster. I'm not down on the program. 
I do wonder if maybe some of those holes on their roster might hurt them this year. There's no doubt that, yeah, like a guy like Jordan Birch uh, transferring to Oregon, that sucks. Like that, that's former five-star edge player. That's not fun. To your point though, on the offensive side about, uh, about Rattler, I, I liked him, especially towards the end of last year. It felt like he had found a groove. He definitely, him and Juice Wells, by the way, had definitely had a nice connection there towards the end. Hmm. Um, you, yeah, the, the Tennessee game in particular, I, I think South Carolina is interesting. I think they're, I think they're just maybe always going to be undervalued. Like they have been clearly the last two years. They they hammered Tennessee and then went to Clemson and beat Clemson. People don't do that. That doesn't happen. No one goes to Clemson and beats them. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, they're South Carolina should be taken seriously. I mm-hmm. think they're I think they're a good team. Shane Beamer, his third season there. I I like it. I I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of what he's doing there. I'm going to take the over um is it i have it at six can you can you get five and a half no i got six or six and a half okay so i guess i'll just go with six and 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 take the over there um i think six and six yeah i i think a push is about the worst i'll do here i i think they Mm -hmm. hit the over i think they might hit it with ease that this could be this could be an eight and four football team i I think at least seven and five i would agree with you i think that there's a chance that the worst case scenario in my mind is five and seven which is the up. Yeah. So to me, that feels like they can go over six pretty and more often than not. Like if you would play out the schedule a thousand times or whatever, I think more often than not, they'd, they'd um, get at least above five. So you have some push insurance there. They open with North Carolina. I kind of think yes. they're better than North Carolina. Like I, yeah. North Carolina has favored. Drake May and not a whole lot else. And South Carolina not- feels a little more complete to me. Sure. All right, getting down to the last two teams to the dregs of the SEC. I'm sorry, I've set that set that up for you as a Georgia fan. Yeah. Next, we have Florida, six and seven in year one under Billy Napier. <laughs> They're over under this year's five and a half. Right. Graham Mertz is the quarterback, yeah. which doesn't feel amazing. Yeah. Ricky Purcell's back at receiver. Yeah. I don't hate the running backs. Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne, Trayon Webb is a good freshman. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, surely this team can go bowling. Surely. Yeah. What do you think, I, Ashton? I think they need to. I think <laughs> I think that Napier needs them to. Just a minute on their non-conference schedule at Utah to start out the mm-hmm. year, and then Florida State at home to end the year is tricky that's not even just tricky that's just hard like that's difficult so yeah i five and a half i mean it's a good number i'm gonna take him to go over i think florida will surprise some people with their physicality florida by the way recruiting really really well right now yes i think they have the number three class overall behind georgia and ohio state then it's florida right now which i mean good for them graham mertz who we have made fun of on this podcast many times hmm. he's probably going to be the starter for them and that's not great hand the ball to trevor Etienne and just get out of the way guys give it to him 20 times a game 25 times a game he did not get the ball nearly enough last year he's a good running back he's legit good this is travis's brother 
uh, mm-hmm. Trevor. He was a freshman last year. He's a sophomore this year. Hopefully he added a couple of pounds of muscle because he's going to need to carry that offense. I don't think their offense is going to be fantastic, but they do have, they have talent in the trenches. Florida always will kind of like yeah. LSU and receivers. Florida's just going to have guys there. So no, I, I think they will be fine. I think they'll, they'll win some games that will surprise you. I think they'll go six and six. I think they'll go bowling. So yeah, I'm going to take the over for Florida. Yeah, it feels to me like DJ Lagway, the five-star quarterback in next year's class, he might walk in and start as a true freshman. If they had a competent quarterback, I would so easily take the over here. I think I'm going to do it anyway just because it feels like – well, a couple reasons. We're talking about Florida, who is – I know the recruiting wasn't great the last number of years. It's still a decent roster – yeah. overall like it's not a five and seven roster it's just not and i i think i trust billy napier to be decent with his roster like i think the other aspect of why i'm taking the over here i'm joining you on the over is i think there's something about those teams that are at five and a half maybe that little extra push to try to get a bowl game like there's there's something to that trying to go six and six instead of five and seven is, is actually a big deal they're gonna put it all out there and and that maybe sounds kind of stupid. Obviously, all these teams are trying to win. Like, obviously, <laughs> I, I don't think that Billy Napier has lost his team, though. Like, I don't think we're yeah. going to see a team that just lays down and, and gives up because we have seen that in college football before. The future is going to be brighter than 2023. Put it that way. That's what I believe. Right. I think 2023, six and six might be what they have to settle for, which would be over this number. So I'll take that. Right. Okay. All right. One last team in the SEC. That's Vanderbilt. Pretty solid five and seven year last yes. year. Yes, sir. Under Clark Lee got got a couple SEC wins. Yes, sir. Their win total this year is three and a half. Yes, sir. AJ Swan is back at quarterback. And past him, I would say that I'm less worried about individual names and more focused on the way they've been going about building their roster. They they hired um Clark Lee when he came there, he hired uh wow Bart, uh, barton simmons barton simmons yes the 24 7 sports uh, recruiting yes. guy who really was really good at at kind of identifying talent and and i've paid a little bit of attention to sort of the way they're doing this and and some of the the ways they go about identifying talented players who maybe haven't quite lived up to their potential yet in high school and bringing them in and and developing them and figuring out like focusing on like track times and, and really increasing the speed of their roster. And sure. Sounds like they have a lot more impressive of a roster, just as far as like the speed and the power aspects of, of what a football team is supposed to look like really. So no Vanderbilt is not going to be amazing, but I like the way they've been kind of going about the process. I like this Hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Can they go over this three and a half number in 2023? Okay. I'm a, I'm a principled better. I have certain principles. When a team surprises me like Vanderbilt did last year, we both made money on that one, right? It was the mm-hmm. over before October. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run it back. Yes. I think they do it again. I think mm-hmm. it's very possible. Hawaii, Alabama, A&M, UNLV, Wake Forest. At Wake Forest, that's tricky. I think Vanderbilt beats Wake Forest. I agree. No Sam Hartman there. 4-0 to start out the year. We only we only need the four. They can lose the rest. After that, it's just it's gravy at that point. 
I think they can do what they did last year. They beat they beat Florida and Kentucky last year. We like let's not forget they they beat Florida. <laughs> what? Like that's probably not going to happen again. But they could get Missouri. Like they, they could, could sneak be, up. They could be bowl eligible by October this year. Yeah, they play six games before October. Yes, sir. They Non-zero zero. chance. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's 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 interesting. I'm I'm going to reward them for what for. Okay, for the money that we made last year on them, I'm I'm gonna run it back. Yeah, yeah. Vandy over. This is probably my most confident pick in the entire SEC. <laughs> like yeah. if it was if it sure. was four and a half, I would be thinking strongly about the over. At three and a half, I, it's automatic. Absolutely, I'm taking the over. They're gonna beat Hawaii, Alabama, AM, and UNLV. They just need one of Wake Forest, Kentucky, Missouri, Florida. Right. Auburn, South Carolina. Right. They're getting one of those games. Absolutely. I like the way they're doing the, I like the way they're building this program. I like what Clark Lee is doing as their head coach. A lot of respect for him. And he's kind of a unique guy, like not your typical rah-rah football sure. coach, but like has a good mind and yeah, they're going to win four games. Market. Absolutely. Market and stone. They, they, they might go bowling this year. I, I think Van, more likely that Vanderbilt goes bowling than goes under three and a half. Yes. Like I think it's more likely that they go over. I think there's a chance that, like you mentioned, Missouri, that's tricky. Kentucky can be that that can be a tricky game for Kentucky. This is at Vanderbilt, which I know they don't have a huge um yeah, home field advantage. I'm in on yeah, I'm in on this. By the way, week zero is coming right around the corner. They get Hawaii on the SEC network. I'm gonna be watching. Like, yeah, of course. Like this is well, yeah, we're invested now. We're 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 Vandy fans. Absolutely. Okay, that kind of wraps up each individual team. What are your picks for the division winners and the conference champion? So I, I went ahead and said it. Georgia, I have them winning the the whole thing. I think that they will beat LSU. I think it'll be the same as last year. I think LSU will come out of the West. So yeah, I, Georgia is, is too good. Georgia's too complete. Um, I do think they drop a regular season game. But I think that they will win the SEC still. And I think that they will still go to the playoff. Yeah, I, I agree with you as far as Georgia goes. I'll definitely take them to win the SEC. I mean, I took them to go over 11 and a half wins. So. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be in. <laughs> um, I think 51% of me says that Alabama will win the SEC West this year. Not very confident in it. Um, I like that they get LSU at home. I like that people are sleeping just a little bit on, on Nick Saban and his Alabama team. So I'll take them to win the SEC West. Not super confident, but yeah. All right, there you have it. Any more thoughts before we end this podcast? Football season's almost here, man. It's so close. Right. Just a couple of weeks, yeah. That's right. Okay, thanks everybody for listening. Have a great week, and God bless you all. 